What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me this week on Christian Universe Podcast. We are once again joined by my homie, DJ, and today we're going over Mark 4. Alright, so without any further ado, DJ is here. And um, DJ, if you don't mind praying for us. Yeah, I got you. All right. Then, uh, by head, by head, closure. Then, Father, thank you for blessing us up this morning. We're going to spread this podcast. We'll touch people in a way that we want them to be touched. And I hope that that something said that uh, your word goes around all the people in the world. And I thank you for agreeing for letting me be on the podcast and um, trying to, you know, learn more about you. Give my prayer, man. Amen. 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 All right. So, we're talking about Mark 4. And Mark 4 is divided into six, no, sorry, five main parts. Um, we got the parable of the sower. Then we got a lamp on a stand. Then we got the parable of a growing seed. Then we got the parable of the mustard seed. And then we got Jesus calms the storm. Right? And we're going, and that this whole chapter is 41 verses long. All right, so real quick, I'm going to read. The first one, the parable of the sower, which is actually the longest part of this entire chapter. All right, so, and then we're going to discuss it, and then we're going to continue, push on. All right, so, it says, again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As, as, he was, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, but the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched. And they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear gain. Some other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, produced crop, and multiplied thirty, some sixty, and even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret to the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be, they may be ever seeing, but never perce- perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, do not to, do you, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed that fell along the path um, where the word is sown. As long as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and only receive it with joy but since they have no root they last only a short time when in trouble persecute or persecution comes because of the word they fall away from it 
Still others, like sown seed among thorns, hear the word, but worries of this life, that deceitfulness of wealth and the desires of for others come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And lastly, others like sown weed, sown seed on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred, what was sown. Alright, now I know that was a lot, but and it at the end it makes it he makes it pretty clear. Um and basically what Jesus is saying is that some they welcome God's message, but they reject it, basically. They let the devil come in with his temptations and all that and just take it away. Then he says that some of them, they hear it, they receive it with joy and stuff like that. And then when things get tough, when things get hard, then they just like, oh, forget about it and just drop it. Then there's the others that um, allow the worries of this life to hinder them from really believing in God's word. Because realistically, this world is not getting any better. And then lastly, he's like, we got these people that's there that hear the word, they accept the word, and then they produce a crop basically by sharing the word. That's where the um, some 30, some 60, some 100 times that was sown basically by by that's what this whole thing is about. By us talking about God, I want that whatever we say to go into someone else and they be convict, convicted to come closer to God. And that's where that 20, 30 hundred times comes over all right but any thoughts from you yeah uh basically what i think like god is saying is he's basically like right here he's giving us you know knowledge because right here it says others can give the word and so words yeah it can make can multiply the word so what i think is like when you sow a word into another person that's like a good thing because you know god gave us our own free choice and like what, God, what Jesus is doing is he's not telling the people what the parable is because if he tells you, he's going to be like, oh, well, then that was easy. He wants, like, God wants us to be curious about him. He wants us to, like, you know, act, like, just be curious about him and use our own free choice to go in him, go to him and ask for what we need. Mm -hmm. So I really think that was, like, a great parable right there. Yeah, I agree with you for real because um, it's important that we, like, stay true to God's word. That's, like, one of the most important things, like, because um, I remember when I first heard about Revelation, I've always known it as something about death and all that kind of stuff and damnation. But when you really look at Revelation and you really like dive into Revelation, Revelation, it's about those things, but it's more so about the goodness of God and what you could do to avoid that eternal damnation. Not really. It's just letting you know that if you don't do this, then this is what's going to happen. But it's more about the fact that God is going to save you from those things as long as you believe, as long as you trust, as long as you faithfully walk in him. All right. So and that's something that we have to share. Then that's how we become that good soil. That's how we become those seeds that fell on good soil by focusing not just on the good and not on the bad, but focusing on the fact that God's grace is sufficient and the fact that his grace and his love is what's going to save us all. That's how we multiply. That's how we um, get into the kingdom of heaven. That's how we grow. And I want to go back into the bad seed that like people get and like it's choked up. What I think is like a lot of people just go to church to get the word and then mm. walk right back out and forget like everything they just learned. 
And that is, and it's crazy to me how people do that because like you can just go to church, learn, sit there, and actually like praise God. And then as soon as you get out, you be like, "What did he just say? I don't even know what he just said." Mm. It's kind of crazy. And then onto the root, it's like people just worry about different things. Like people have overthinking, and God is just like, like "Don't overthink. I got you, bro. Like just hang on a little longer." Yep. Um, I actually had this uh like window refrigerator sticker thing. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You good? Okay. Yeah. So I have this like refrigerator sticker thing, and it's like, uh, so basically it's a teddy bear hanging off a like rope or something, mm-hmm. and it's like hanging there, and then it's like, hold on, like I actually can I go get it real quick? I'm yeah, yeah. Do your thing. Do your thing. Uh, okay. Hold on. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So here it is, right here. So it says right here, Lord help me, and then the Lord says, hang in there. Um, I like right here when I go to the refrigerator, I always think about this, and like that actually motivates me. Not just because I go to the refrigerator. It just <laughs> it motivates me, you know, to just hang on in there and like just uh produce good words and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with you, especially um when you're talking about people don't have any roots going in church and um just stepping straight back out. And um there's this Instagram post that I've seen a lot that's like that says basically God basically Jesus is holding a teddy bear behind his back and there's this little girl with a small little teddy bear and it's, and he's like Oh, give me that teddy bear. I have something better for you. And the, the little girl's like, but I'm happy with what I have. And the message is so much deeper than just a teddy bear. It's basically saying that we need to trust God because although things might look great now, although we might be happy now, when we trust God, it can be so much better. Even though it might get look worse, it's so much better once we trust God. And what you just said brings us back to Job. I mean, like, Job mm-hmm. lost everything. I mean, he lost his family, his kids, his wife, his money, everything, his fortune. But then, like, he kept believing, to, like, he kept believing. And, like, it's just crazy to me how God said, I'm going to bless you ten times more than what you had because you believed in me, because you were there, and you did not doubt me once in your life. So that just brings us on to the next uh, parable. Yep. Yeah, and um, that's exactly it. But, like, all right, so back to this. The second part is about um, a lamb on a stand, a lamp on a stand. You want to read that part for us? That's 21 to 25. Yeah, 21 to 25. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be under a bushel, under a bed, and not to be set on the candlestick? For there is nothing hidden which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret, but that should... Come on, bro. If any man has ears, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, unknown to you, and that hear, and you shall hear to be given more. Mm-hmm. For he hath not given to him, and hath not for him shall be taken from him which he hath. Yeah. Um, um, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. I'm gonna just say something little. Uh, basically, what I what I got from this here is how Jesus explains like the definition of concealed and hidden. You know, because he's telling us that oh, if this, something is hidden, it's never to be open. But something is that concealed is it can be open. Yeah, yeah. I feel that it takes me back to the um a song that we used to sing in Sabbath school a lot. Honestly, I haven't heard this song in years. Go light your world and bright and show your candle. And um, here in the footnotes of this of the Bible I have, it says the lamp is the, is the illustration that represents the truth about Jesus. 
We hide that light every time we fail to openly share our faith with others. And I was like, and it takes me back to this um, reel that I thought of that I had seen a while back that was like, oh, um, this guy was basically, he was wearing Christian on his chest and a piece of paper. And then he was showing friends, popularity, wealth, a job. And basically every time he would see them, he would hide them. And then at the end of it, you see, there's one person that says Holy Spirit. And then he opens up his arms. And then it fades to a verse that says, anyone who denies me here on earth, I will deny them up in heaven. And that's basically what it's saying here. If we hide our light here, God's not going to be like, oh, you have light. But we might be like, oh, I have light. But to him, he's like, no, you don't. Because you're not sharing that light with anyone else. Everyone else is dark around you and you're not sharing it. I just think like a lot of people are like scared of rejection. That's why like they, you know, don't come out to, you know, Jesus and all that stuff. Mm. Because like, um, because so I had a friend, right? And this was back when I really wasn't reading the Bible. Yeah, I got you. But I just wanted him to like, you know, teach me about the Bible. He was just like, I don't think I don't think I should. Yeah, I don't think I should. And it's just very interesting to me how people are like reject like don't reject God because they are scared what their friends are gonna say. You know, that word that you have could actually help someone down the road. But like people are just scared of rejection and overthinking and losing friends. Like to me, if someone asked me about God, I would just tell them right there because you know God has something in plan for folks. So that's just how I feel about that. Yep, yep. And um, I know you know this song for sure because I know you a Drake fan. I just know it. But no fit like fair trade by him and Travis Scott. I don't care for the whole song, but that chorus where he says, I've been losing friends and finding peace. And honestly, it feels like a fair trade to me that I really resonate with that song. Like that specific part, a whole lot. Cause like, since I've started this Christian podcast, since I've like decided that I want to let God lead my life, I've seen how friends have switched up. I've seen all that kind of stuff. I've seen how people, um really like stay away they're like oh okay you know what i'm gonna watch what i'm saying i'm not gonna try to do that all that extraness so it's like it starts to feel ungenuine and the friendships just die and then you're like wait what happened i thought it was cool all that kind of stuff so you start questioning wondering if you messed up or anything but then at the end of the day you look in the bible and you look in the word and you realize that that's what god said when you choose him Others will fall because they know what's going on. They don't want to accept that truth, right? So we just have to light our, we just have to um, show our light. And whoever takes in that light with us, they're the true ones, you know? And I think you know this song too. This little light of mine. Mm. I mean, you know that song. Yes, you know, sir. so like, it says this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So I just think if a lot of people let their light shine, like, a lot of people, you know, can believe in God and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. And that takes us to the next parable where it says the parable of the growing seed. You know, because our light, because, you know, what when, what do they teach you with photosynthesis, with photosynthesis? You need water, sunlight, all that stuff for the seed to grow. And in the Bible, it says, verses 26 to 29, it says, He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Through he, Though he does not know how, 
all by itself, the, so the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the soil, then, then the head, sorry, then the full curl in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he, pop, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest, harvest has come. And it might seem weird, but according to the footnotes here, saying that just like seeds quietly grow, God is gradually and rest, re, relentlessly preparing people to be transformed by his grace. We may not see God working in our lives, but he is there working in our lives. He is busy bringing them to, he is there bringing us to a place where we realize we need him. Ultimately, we can't really change, we can't change people. But God does. With God's help, he does. So, he has the power to place to, he has sorry he has the power to grant new life and spiritual growth, right? So that's what my footnotes here say. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so what I have to say about this is how mm. it's coming all together. It's basically representing how God is the seed, you know, and how He's the sower. Because as you know, if you have good seeds, it will produce good fruits. So if you have a good word from God, it will it will like it will give you good works and all that stuff. And it just tells me how God entrusts us with the soil of our of our souls. He gives us the soil. And he's mm -hmm. like, what are you going to do with the seed? Are you going to throw the seed away? Are you going to worry about the seed and be like, nah, I don't want it? Or are you going to put that seed in the ground and let it and let it bloom into a great flower or a great plant and just produce it and give it to other people? Yep. Yeah. That's true. It's like, because it takes us back to um, in the first parable takes us back to where it was talking about um that 30 that 60 that 100 you know um we're there we're the seed we are we and god are the seed god is god's word is the seed planted within us basically right so that's the seed and then it's talking about how the light we need to let our light shine how do we how does plants usually like spread how do sunflower sunflowers spread through the um sunflower seeds that they throw out when they die basically um and that's how it is when when the light shines and you grow you're supposed to also be helping the others around you your seed is supposed to fall kind of deal and that's what i think he's trying to get them to understand here um once again this brings me back to the story of noah of just how he was there for 120 years sowing seeds and just into different people and nobody believed him and god was like since you did this for this long and believed in me that it was going to rain even though it never rained before i'm going to let you and your family live so yep. i just think that if we listen to god in turn he will have something better for us just like joe mm -hmm. yep because homie got three times over everything three times over so yeah it, as long as we trust God, it is perfect. Which takes us to one of the most famous parables um, that pretty much everybody knows or that we use quite often in the Christian spare, if you would call that. And it's from 30 to 34, if you, don't, if you would like to read that. I got you. Yeah. 
And he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God, of which comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of a mustard seed, which is sown in the earth. It is less than seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the earth and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadows of it. And with so many parables spake he unto the words of them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he spake. Not, not until them, until they were alone and expounded all the things into the disciples. Mm. Um, yeah, right here, it, it just tells us like, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, I'm telling you, it's gonna take you a long way. Just like Job, just like um, what you can use Samson for an example. I mean, in a way, Sam Samson had faith, had a little bit of faith in God because you know, um, I think it was when he died, he like. Believed that God would save the um, the guy with the people. I think it was the Israelites, right? Yeah. So he had faith in God that he would save the Israelites. And what happened? The Israelites were saved. You? Yeah, I agree with you for sure. Um, as a matter of fact, let me show you this because I don't think you realize how small a mustard seed is. A mustard seed is so small. Must, look at that from in a hand the mustard seed is like low-key one of the smallest things right and that that grows up to be something that is incredible that grows to something that you wouldn't realize is a must part of that came from a mustard seed because of how small it is it comes up like every other plant for real so it's important to like stay grounded no matter how little bit of faith we say this a lot faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains because realistically just having faith just just a little bit of faith is telling god that hey i trust whatever you're going to do that's that's low-key all is telling you it's like i trust whatever you're going to do so if you're if you're um gonna if i ask you for a job i'm gonna have faith that you will provide a job maybe it's not the job that i want but i'm gonna trust that you provide that job Maybe maybe I have a problem that I need fixing and I'm trying to run away from the problem. But maybe with that faith, you're saying, no, Kareem, you got to face that problem. No, DJ, you got to watch that problem in the eyes and tell that problem what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So faith as small as a mustard seed is what can change everything. I think. And this and this brings me back to the movie of Encanto. If you never watched it, yes, it's sir. a great movie. I know what it is. But okay, so Mirabelle, she did not get a gift, but mm -hmm. in a way, she still had faith that she could get a gift because she said, "Am I too late for a miracle?" Even though she was down, even though she didn't get a gift, she still had faith that she was going to get a miracle. So at the end of the movie, it actually shows that she's like the thing. She's like she holds the family together, and. That's like a gift. That's an actual talent to yep. just hold your family together, even though through the storms of life, because we know this world is not good at all. So the way you can just hold your family and just have still have faith that you can get a gift is just crazy. It really is, because like um, so, something that I've realized is that sometimes we under downplay what God has given us. We downplay it, be like, oh, I can sing, but I can't sing as good as them. So you know what? I'm not even going to sing. But realistically, God gives each of us a gift. So, sometimes he gives it to us at the top of the peak. Sometimes he gives it to us at the lower of the peak. But when you use your gift for God's glory, especially, 
it's off the charts. The things that it's able to do are off the charts. Like for me, recently I've been getting back into singing, but I've always said, Kareem, you can't sing. You you are right at singing. You can't hold a note. You can't pick a note. So you know what? Let's just not sing. We'll sing in group settings, but we're not going to sing by ourselves. But recently I've been like, you know what? God has been good to me. God has given me this, these, all these gifts of knowing how to use technology, knowing how to manage money, knowing how to sing. So you know what? I'm just going to use it regardless of the fact that there is someone out there that is that can sing better than me, regardless of the fact that um, I personally don't think that I sing well, right? And that's an important thing, just having faith and just holding on to what God has given you. Holding on to that gift, using that gift. Um, like another thing, J. Cole, you can bring up as many artists as you can. J. Cole said, there's ugliness in the success, but there's beauty in the struggle. Mm -hmm. If that's not a bar, I don't know what it is. Because, it, like again, Joe, he was struggling. And I mean, it wasn't even beautiful. But when he came up, it was just like, dang, he really banged, he came up. Yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy to me. So, and another thing, it's just like how you were saying that you didn't, like, you just like, oh, Kareem, I can't sing. And I really appreciate how you just, like, came up and was like, bro, I'm not actually going to do this. I don't care what, you know, other people can do. I'm going to just do me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to believe in myself, and I'm going to believe that God, you know, is going is to help us out. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that for real. And that faith, that faith takes us to the last parable of this book. Well, this chapter, not the book. Because this book is long. But anyways, of this chapter. And it's entitled, Jesus Calms the Storm. And we're talking about faith again. Now, there's a good instances where it comes with the disciples and faith. But this is one of those instances that low-key sometimes get mixed up with others. But this one is a part um, where Jesus is sleeping. It's kind of, It takes you back to that Jonah story. You remember Jonah, he was in the boat, homie was sleeping at the bottom, the crew had to go get him, wake his up, wake him up, and all that kind of stuff. And that's what was happening here. Um, according, I'm, I'm going to read the word real quick instead of just going into it. So from verse 35 to 41, it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along. Just as he was in the boat, there were also other boats with him a full a furious quarrel came up the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped jesus was in stern sleeping on a crushing on a crushing sorry the disciples woke him and said to the teach said to him teacher don't you care if we drown he, re he woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. And to me, that's crazy. For them to ask each other, who is this? That's crazy. Because at this point, they've been following this man for about, just because of the distance between certain places, I'm going to say about a month, two months, three months. And to ask three months later, who is this? It's just crazy for real. You seem like you have something to say. Go ahead. 
it, it just seems like to me like they it's just like they didn't know what they were doing. Mm. It's like when you commit a sin and you don't know what the sin is until you realize, oh, what is this? Because it's crazy to me how exactly they were following this man for months. Like he, they was actually chatting with this man. Then when he said, "Peace be still," they was like, "What, bro? Who, who whose man's is this? Like, what is exactly. going on here?" I, that's crazy to me. And you know, this takes me back to earlier. I just think when God and Jesus was explaining the parables, I think he sounded like, like low key pressed up because he's like, "You guys are following me." In a way, you guys are on my closest friend's story. Mm. So how do you not know what's going on here? Like, how do you not know the parables? Like, you're yep. supposed to be listening. If you were hearing, you would hear. Yep. Yep. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Because it's like, exactly how you said it. Y'all have been following me, and y'all don't know nothing about me. What's going on? Y'all was supposed to be learning about me while we are here. Come on now. Y'all know I'm the son of God. Come on now, you see me do all these miracles and I tell the winds and waves to be quiet and they be quiet. You really don't think I'm who I say I am? Come on now. And that's something that he says later in the book. Um, I think one of the disciples, I can't remember which one, but they ask basically because of everything going on, they say, um, who are you? I think it's Pilate. Yeah, it's Pilate when he's getting, um, when he's arrested and all that stuff and Pilate's asking him a question, couple questions. Pilate asks him, are you the king of the Jews as the people call you? And he was like, I am who you say I am. So it's like, God's like, I don't need to tell you exactly who I am because you can look at the evidence and see that I am who I, who you say I am. You say I'm the son of God and you say I am the king of Jews. Look at what I've been doing here on earth. Look, I am who you say I am. I'm literally exactly who you say I am. In a way, Jesus was just saying that I'm him, you know? Yeah. Because, like, it's like he literally showed people who he was, and people, like, still didn't believe, and that's just crazy to me. It's like you go outside, you see someone heal somebody, like, back in the day, and you see somebody heal somebody, you're like, yeah, I don't, I still don't believe who you are, bro. Like, I, I'm mm. not going to lie, I don't believe. And it's just crazy to me how people, like, just didn't have that faith. Yep. It's so true. And honestly, um, it's like to bring it all together because this whole thing, Loki, is just talking about faith. Because to really read the Bible and understand the Bible, you just have to have faith. Like that's Loki. Just to follow God is just it's a hundred percent about faith. Um, there's a verse in this song that I really love called um, "West Orlando Flow" by Caleb Gordon, and he in it he says. Um, a, some, he's basically like quoting somebody and they're like, how are you going to believe in something that you can't even see? And he's, and he uses logic. He's like, you can't see the air, but every day you still going to breathe. It's like, bro, you can't say that I, it's not real just because you can't see it because you can't see a whole lot of things, but yet you believe it's real. Exactly. That's tough. Cable Gordon is a great artist. Yep. And, um, I think he said, notice in the game, this ain't no time to Jerry. I think, um, when you're following God, it's probably it's a hard thing to do because you know the devil tries to throw stuff at you, tries to tempt mm -hmm. you. But when you realize that, bro, I gotta be on my stuff. I gotta like realize that I am God's child. I gotta follow Him. And I just think like once you got that like realization that you're God's child and you follow Him, He's gonna bless you. Yep, I agree. I agree. So in all in all, to wrap it up, um, I'm just gonna say this: just read His Word. Honestly, spend time in his word. If you don't understand something, the Google's there, the internet's there. Just go search it up. Look for some commentary on it. 
pastors and all that, they release stuff. Um, don't matter like what part of Christianity you are. I'm I'm Seven Day Adventist. There are some I'm, I pray that there are some other denominations listening, because realistically, Jesus says that he has sheep of every fold. So he has people in the Catholic Church, people in the Pentecostal Church, people that are non-denominational, just people that are in every fold of everything. So I would hope that y'all are listening and they're like, man, he's speaking some truth and all that. And something that I think a lot of us fail to realize is that at some point in our life, we will hear about God and we will be tested based on what how we receive God. And um, this might be that time that you hear about God. So honestly, I'm not even, a, I'd, be, I'd be thinking, I'd be like, man, Kareem, is this truly the way that you're supposed to live? Because it's hard. Everybody else is doing all this other stuff. Is this truly what's going to help you get eternal life? But at the end of the day, I'm like, why not? Why not? I got nothing to lose. It's not my life. I mean, it's my life, but at the same time, it's not my life. I'm not the reason that I wake up every morning. It's not no alarm that's waking me up every morning. So I'm like, I have to believe in a higher power. And why can't that higher power be God? Why must I just say, oh, I believe in a higher power when obviously the word shows that there's a higher power and science backs it up. So everything is making sense. So I'm like, seven day Adventism is the closest thing to the Bible. So I'm going to be a seven day Adventist. And that's, that's really it for me. And that's good enough for me as well. In a way, you could say Jesus is a dictionary. The way he just like explained faith in different ways. Yep. Like he explained it in the storm, in a light, a yep. left stand, and then he explained it in what the seed. I, I just think God, like if God wants you, he's gonna have you. Like he wanted Jonah, and Jonah was like, nah, bro, you got it. I'm good. I was like, bro, you're gonna you're gonna do this task for me. I don't care what you say. You're gonna do this. Yep. Yeah, I saw like a post on um Instagram. It was like Jonah was here, and then like he did a loop like right back to where he was, and that was just very interesting. Yep, yep, yep. Cause like what what uh, according to the story and like stuff like that. Cause I, it's been a minute since I read the story, but Loki, I I'll be watching this. I'll be watching the Veggie Tales version of it and all that kind of stuff. And basically, what it's like it's saying is that. Jonah, he picked the furthest place, like the furthest. He was like, okay, so you want me to go to this place, but I'm going to pick the furthest place away from it. So homie had to pass his home to go there anyway. He was like, dang, I might as well have just gone there. And so, but back to what you were saying about how Jesus um, talks about faith in so many different ways and how the Bible is basically like a dictionary when it comes to faith. Um, we know that the Bible is written by men, inspired by God. And in Hebrews 11, verse 1, on my, my journal that I have here, it says, Faith, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And to some, that might sound like, that's just a whole bunch of words. But basically what it's saying is that you, what you want, you hope for it. You want it, but be, but you believe that you're going to get it even though you can't see it. It comes back to that saying of just believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Although you might not see it, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So just keep pushing. This, okay, so the Bible I have is a team study book. So it actually like breaks it down into a team. So mm. right here it says, but as a Christian, you are really different. When you try to hide who you are, it just isn't right. When people in the Bible lit a lamp, they didn't hide it. They put it on a stand so everyone could see it. So Jesus came in your life not to be hidden. 
he came in your life to be open, you know? He yeah. came in your life so you could be his life, so you could hold him up for others to see the way to eternal life. So, in a way, like, uh, on the retreat, we are light, we're image bearers. We're light bearers, you know? Mm. We have to guide, you know, people to the light in a way. And that is very interesting to me how, you know, God puts that task on us, even though it's a hard task. We still have to do it because we love God. Yep. I really appreciate everything that God has done for all of us. In a way, I um, I was actually feeling down, you know, because I, I thought I couldn't sing. That's why I joined choir. But I was like, bro, this is actually good. I actually sound good. So, in a way, I just don't let doubt and uh, stuff get to me. I just uh, believe in God and what he has to say. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, I've been, I've been like, watching like comparisons between the world and God's Bible a lot recently. And what you realize the more like you look at God's word is you realize that the world, it's that standards are the same as God's standards. They just don't want to admit that God is real. That's basically it. That's really it. Because if you look at um who Buddha is, Buddha is all about self selflessness and all that stuff. That's what God is about. That's what God is about. Selflessness, being selfless. Look at the Catholic Church. They're preaching the same thing that we preach in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, just that it's okay to um, do all this extraness. I mean, not to condemn anyone that's gay or anything like that, but the Bible speaks out against it. It's straight up. It's like, you can't, you shouldn't be gay. Now, it's not saying, oh, you're not accepted by God because you're gay. It's just saying you re you realistically can't make it into the kingdom of heaven doing all that foolery you know but the catholic church it's like oh you could do that you'll be fine and mary Ma mother mary she'll get you in there don't even worry about it you know but go ahead it's, it's just wild how people like flip god's word mm. like i can't remember the verse but it was a verse where it was like like oh you shouldn't do this and people was like oh well realistically if you don't do that, can you really do that? And I'm just like, why would you even try to like flip that? Just like let it be as it is, you know? Exactly. Like Harry Styles says, it wasn't the same as it was. So just let it stay as it was. Exactly. I agree. I agree. And with that, talking about faith and how people have really twisted God's word, um, that brings us to the end of Mark 4, right? So with that said, DJ, bro, I appreciate you. Hit me up anytime if you want to join back on again. For sure. And hey, we can do Mark 5 for real. I would, but we got somebody lined up for Mark 5. Oh, okay. So I hit you. Okay. So I hit you once I get once I get you once I get a space mm -hmm. for you. All right. Um, but it was a pleasure having you, bro. The conversation is still riveting. Till next time, bro. And just stay prayed up. Just stay in God's word. Um, he'll lead Absolutely. you for sure. He will lead you for sure. So, so you want to pray out I'll pray. You can pray. You can pray us out. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up once again. You know, I just really appreciate the time that, you know, Kareem invited me on this podcast to talk about you and your word and how we should have faith. And I pray to all the people that are watching that once again, something can be said and that they can actually like just have an input on life and actually start listening to you. And uh, the people on this podcast, I hope they I hope they learn something. I hope they like, you know, get actually like they actually sow a seed into somebody else. And I really mm. appreciate you for you know doing all that you do in Jesus. I pray, man. Amen. 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 Brother, you already know. I love being on this podcast. It's probably one of my favorite things this year. Yes, uh, sir. 
we'll definitely have you on more often. Um, Absolutely. So, okay. Thank you guys for joining us this week on Christian Universe Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And I hope to see you next week for Mark 5 with our new special guest.